This is Biz. I'm a stay-at-home mom with a baby boy and a daughter who's a full-blown kid. And I'm Teresa, a part-time working mom with two little boys. This is a show about life after giving life. Don't listen with your kids, because there will be swears. This is One Bad Mother. This week on One Bad Mother, we talk about teething. And speak with singer-songwriter Ellen Harper, mother of musician Ben Harper. Sound of my the sounds of teeth breaking through. How are you, Teresa? Oh, I'm good. I have a story for you. Oh, stories. Okay. So um last Friday, um I took Simon and Oscar to a party at the new preschool that Simon's gonna be going to in the fall. Ooh. Um and it was like their summer kickoff party. Oh yeah, or yeah, yeah. Jesse had uh, Jordan Jesse go live that night, so he couldn't come to the party so he at all. Moved that date, yeah, so I know, right? He could... <laughs> I know. So Jesse couldn't come at all, and I definitely had some warning bells, like about a week in advance. Like, do I really want to go to this new preschool where I don't know anyone for their like big party from five thirty to seven thirty p.m. Right. on a Friday <sighs> with my toddler and my baby by myself? And then, like, no. then I know. <laughs> Like the night, the night before or the day before yeah. the party, they sent an email saying like parking's gonna be crazy, so be yeah. sure to walk and like come early and all this stuff. And I was just like, why am I doing this? Why am I doing this? But <laughs> felt like I really, I felt like I really kind of like I really wanted to, I know. Had to. You know what I mean? It was just one of those things where we're gonna be visiting all summer to get him going for the fall, right. and I just. I wanted to be there to like introduce myself and just have the experience, sure. you know? And um and I'm like, whatever, there'll be food there, it'll be fine. Right. So I can't even remember what was going on that day, but I know that like leading up to the like time when it was gonna be time to go, yeah. I was like riddled with anxiety about oh. going and just so like my body was tired. Right. And I like I was just like, I, I every single particle of my body was telling me, <laughs> just bail on this shit. Do not do this. Like, you're not going to do this. You're not going to do this? this. I'm so excited to see where this story and is so, going. <laughs> so, um, Tears. Yeah. So I just didn't go. No. <laughs> um, and so I'm just like, oh, my God, I don't want to do this. I don't want to do this. But then I just, I just. Did it? I, yeah. I don't want to say I rallied because it wasn't like one of those things where I was like, I'm going to mom up and I'm yeah. going to do this. It was just like <laughs> time passed and gradually I was somehow dressed and then somehow. Right. And I never even fully committed in my mind to doing it. I just somehow we got there. Right. Somehow we got there. And Simon falls asleep in the car on the way oh. at five. Like, because he'd, like, because taken a very early nap yeah. or whatever. It was just so stupid. So I'm carrying, and he wouldn't wake up when we got there. So I have the baby in <laughs> the ergo, and I'm carrying my toddler who won't wake up. <laughs> and I, like, finally, and we're walking. We're walking, like, through the neighborhood to get to the school because parking is so crazy. <laughs> And I have to, like, set him down on the sidewalk to, like, smack him in the face and wake him up and, like, get him, like, come on, we're going to a party. There's going to be kids and food. And we get there, and it's utter madness. Of course. It's, it's horrible insanity. There's a huge line for food that they have people, like, slowly, oh, like, one person God. for each dish. And I'm gripping Simon by the hand yeah. because if I lose him, he doesn't know his way around. Right. And I'm, he's gone. There's no other parent. Oscar's in the ergo. It's complete madness. Like, yeah. Simon and I can't hear each other because there's so many people. I don't know anybody. Right. And um, we run into some people from our old preschool who are also moving to this oh, new nice. preschool. And that was really nice. We're talking to them. And then Somehow, like Simon plays for a little bit, and then I'm like, we need. He ended up eating a brownie for dinner. Sure. Um. So I'm like, you know what? We did it. I'm just gonna go. Like yeah. we did it. I'm not gonna stay till the very end of this thing. We're no. just gonna go. And as I'm about to go, they start reading like the raffle numbers, and the friend of ours from the old preschool is like, no, you're not gonna go while they're reading the raffle. And I'm like, I probably didn't. I you right. know I bought ten raffle tickets, whatever. And um. He's like, and they're calling out the numbers, and I'm kind of grabbing, my, like half-assedly grabbing my tickets out. Like I don't, I, I don't even think. No, I don't think. And he's like, well, let me see that. And he goes, no, wait, 
this is it. And then I'm like, are you sure? So then I kind of make my way. I'm like, yeah. maybe. So then I go up and they're, they don't even hear me because I'm so far away. And they say, um, okay, we'll pick another one. And I'm like, no, wait, before you pick another yeah. one, like, can you read it one more time? And they read it and we won. And the, the prize was half the pot, which was $259 in what? cash. <laughs> and we won. <laughs> So oh. I won $259. <laughs> so we wow. go to the front and this guy just like counts it out and hands me this like gigantic what? wad this of cash. Weird. This is the weirdest thing I've ever heard. Go yeah. ahead. So then we went and home. And the best thing. Yeah. It is like. So then I made all this money and I went home. And I was really glad I went. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Wow. Yeah. I know. That's incredible. It was incredible. Okay. Yeah, I'm how are like, you? Did you I'm like, uh, yeah. I'm just like monkey's paw with the money or stuff. Like, I'm just like trying to. It's great. Okay. I'm good. I'm okay. good. We. Uh, did you win any money this weekend or anything? I did not win any money. Just wondering. This no. no big deal. <laughs> <laughs> You're a much better mother than me. You won money. Um, but I do want to touch base on a little something from last week's show. Uh-huh. Uh, and I, just before we move on to our topic and, and all that good stuff, Teresa and I have the luxury of getting to record the show and then listen to the show mm-hmm. and then uh, come back if we feel that anything was kind of weird about the show. And I got to say, last week, something was said on the show that made me feel all weird. <laughs> so, I, you know, I, and it, it, it was something Stefan said. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't think, it, so it was when we were talking about uh, the kids and he said uh, the vacation made him feel like now that we've got two kids, it made him feel like we were like officially a family. Uh-huh. And I totally get what he's talking about. It just meant that like now we're this big ball of chaos that's like yeah. tumbling through that feels yeah. more like stereotypical, like, yeah. you know, kind of family thing. Um, but I was like, I don't know. I felt like a family when we had one. Yeah. And I also felt like a family when it was just the two of us yeah. and the cats. Yeah. And so I am not a so, – so, Stefan, you were fine to say that. I am not apologizing for you or what you said. I think I totally get what he was going for. I just personally, especially as the host of the show, <laughs> want to yeah. say – that that struck me like it struck a weird chord with yeah, me. Yeah, it did. I'm just gonna say it totally did for me too. Like in the moment, I was like, "Oh, that's cute. That's funny. Yeah. I get that." Like in the movies, you right. know, like yeah, the yeah, family yeah. always has like at least two kids or right. whatever. And um, but then when I was listening back, I had the same feeling. I was like, "Ooh, that's, that's not... not okay." Of course, you're a family <laughs> if you're a married couple, or you're a family with you know, you're you're a family with whoever you right. make your family, family with. with. That's and, right. You know, I remember Jesse and I saying to each other that we were a family when we were married and we yeah. had Coco. Like, right, that was right. our family. Well, Stephen, and it was our family. Like, well, Yeah, Stefan has the tattoo yeah. that says the little family, and it's based on, like, the cats right. and us. Yeah. And, you know, so, I mean, like, yeah. so, again, I, I mean, I don't know. I just felt like I needed to say something. Yeah, no, I think I just felt like I needed to say something. Yeah. And then just, I, I just want to follow that up quickly with yeah. a compliment your partner moment. Okay. It's time to compliment your partner. Um, so last week, Stefan was ma- uh, packaging up a package. It was nighttime. Uh, both children had finally gone to sleep. Uh, and he was going to go do packing tape on a package. Mm-hmm. And, you know, packing tape is really loud. <laughs> it's like just that horrible, loud packing yeah. noise. Without being asked without anything, he took the whole thing just outside on the front porch. I was like, where is he going? <gasps> He's going outside to wrap that package up without making any noise Good in thinking, the house. Dad. And he came back in. I was just like, I just want you to know I saw that, and that was great. <laughs> good job, Dad. That's really cool. Um, anyway, so uh, speaking of good jobs, <laughs> let's talk about our children and the good job that their little bodies are doing as they make teeth. <laughs> Please take a moment to remember, if you're friends of the hosts of One Bad Mother, you should assume that when we talk about other moms, we're talking about you. If you are married to the host of One Bad Mother, we definitely are talking about you. Nothing we say constitutes professional parenting advice. Ms. and Teresa's children are brilliant, lovely, and exceedingly extraordinary. Nothing said on this podcast about them implies otherwise. Teresa. Yes. Teething. Oh, brother. It's it. That's just a myth, right? <laughs> well, 
actually, this is one of those things where I actually do feel like I got more perspective having two kids. Because with my first, I really did kind of think teething was bullshit. Mm. Like, not obviously, I know the kids are getting teeth. I can see that happening. (laughs) That's obviously not bullshit. But Simon, uh, it didn't like, it didn't like clearly and specifically bother him. And he wasn't one of those kids that chewed on teething rings or like put things in his mouth a lot or did the whole right. like, ah, yeah. thing. And, um, you know, he just got teeth and also sometimes was fussy. And I like had this total theory after Simon that was just like, look, parents love teething because they love to pin it on something. Right. They love it when their kid's fussy and they can say, oh, he's teething. He's, he's not teething. sleeping anymore. It must he's be teething. the teething. And like, I just thought it was such bullshit. And I was, I mean, I was fine, but I, but I just thought, you know, and then all the things that you give your kids for teething are bullshit. So I was right. just like, this is all just one big bullshit thing to make parents feel that they have some control right. over what is going on with their babies, which in reality is just babies being babies. Right. Which we've already established. We would prefer them not to be. Right. Stop being babies. Yeah. That'd be great. It's annoying. That'd help us out. It's hard. Yeah. Tiring. Right. Um, it's pretty cute, though. I, like 60% pretty of the time, they're, they're pretty awesome. <laughs> pretty cuddly. They're pretty sweet. But I will say, then I got served because oh. Oscar is totally different. And yeah. he is clearly teething. All right. So let me just say, so this is one of those, you know... Anybody listening who has not gone through teething, mm-hmm. let me just let me just quickly sum up what please what we mean by teething. Yes, please. So when you have a baby, mm-hmm. they don't have any teeth yet. Those teeth are like looming somewhere in their yeah. jaws, and they're I, in their I'll make face. Sure, I'll make sure we like post yeah. a horror picture that's been yeah. going around of like where your teeth oh God, are up in yeah. your mouth. It's I like can't a look at that freak show. Yeah. Anyway, but none of them are through their gums. They right. just have those soft little pink gums. Mm-hmm. Occasionally, a child will be born with a tooth. Yeah, and then they have that to happens. pull it so that they don't lose it and swallow it. I don't want to know about that. Okay. Um. I, uh, anyway, so. so. <laughs> Anyway, some babies are born with hair, too, but not mine. Anyway, so, <laughs> mythical hair on children and birth, mythical teeth. Anyway, so what has to happen is these teeth have to burst through little baby gums mm-hmm. that haven't even eaten solid foods yet. So they haven't mm-hmm. eaten anything. Very tender. Have to bust, cut, rip, slice yep. through. Yep. Not the best. No. Uh, and they come in like a specific order, which yes. is really crazy. Like, I just it love is the, like, how it's like, and this is when you should yeah. expect these teeth. Yeah. And they come. And this one first. And yeah, then this these one. These are the two. Like, then they, these I think two. it's like starts yeah. with the two bottom. Two bottom middle. And then the two top middle. middle then and the then the two it's bottom. It almost uh, kind of yeah. goes in order around it the does. mouth. It's weird. So, yeah. And then, but they can come mixed up. And you, sometimes you can get all yeah. four at once. Sometimes yeah. you only get one. And then it's like, where are the rest of these fucking teeth? And like, anyway, so like, <laughs> it is this, it's, so you, there is, so, so let me actually go with that. So, so two things. One. It's a horror show babies have to go through. Yes. And you either have a kid who just sucks it up, yep. or you get the kid who's going to scream bloody murder and get their money's worth throughout yep. the whole process. Yep. The second thing I want to talk about with that little description of what teething is, is I think that you were talking about the control, like how you felt yeah. like teething is just a great way to to feel like you've got to talk yeah. about teething. Yeah. It's a great way to feel like you've got some control over your yeah. kid being a baby and uh, a good thing to blame things on. Mm-hmm. So is the, like, chart. Like, I mean, whenever I'm always like, oh, what's coming next? Is it which teeth are coming? Like, there's something <laughs> about, like, knowing that they're going to come you, in you're this a planner. Space. You like to plan ahead. Yeah, I put my <laughs> ad here kind of thing. Like, yeah. I know these teeth are coming. Um, I was the same way. Catherine Bell... I don't have. I do remember occasionally with certain teeth mm-hmm. doing a little Tylenol mm-hmm. to help at night. Mm-hmm. I don't think we ever had to do like. I think the phrase you used for me was, "Oh, we drugged the shit out." Oh of yeah, her. no, we drugged the <laughs> shit out of Catherine Bell all the time. That kid has such an addiction to Tylenol, to cherry Tylenol. Is that cherry Tylenol? Can I have some cherry Tylenol? Is that the stuff that I like? Because I'd like some. I mean, she would just drink it. 
Um, but so we used to do, I mean, there were certain teeth that were worse than others. Mm-hmm. She was a kid who, like, usually had all four in each set come oh. at once. So, like, she had, was just like. <laughs> See, that always seemed better to me, though. Like, you do yeah, all this work and you get one and you're like, great, big I, whoop, I, one. There's, like, 20 more to come. Like, it's kind of nice <laughs> when you're, like, when they're, when they're yeah. really upset and you get more than one. You're yeah. like, Yes. That was for something. That's right. Well, but see, I don't remember Catherine Bell being a drooler with it. I don't uh-huh. remember. And she was the same way. I don't remember. Like, I used to, like, shove, you know, here's a cold spoon. Here's yeah. Here's this. Here's my finger. She didn't want she any like, of that whatever. stuff. Yeah. yeah. I was like, fuck this. Yeah. Um, but like you said, Ellis, the number two, and yeah. I don't know if maybe we're just, maybe we're just paying more attention to this specific thing because uh-huh. we don't want our lives disrupted as much with the second child. Maybe. So we're more aware of their discomfort this time. Like, why aren't you sleeping? I mean, like, why aren't you doing what you're supposed to do? I've been blaming teething since Ellis was probably two months old. Right. I've, that tooth was coming. Right. That tooth has been coming for six months. And I take him to the six-month appointment, and I put him down in front of the doctor, and I just said, okay, I don't want you to say anything. I, all I want you to do is stick your finger in his mouth and tell me that those teeth are here. <laughs> and he was like, yeah, one of them is. You've got He's got one tooth, uh-huh. the left incisor's out, oh. and the other three are coming. They're coming, oh. like, right now. Like, they're coming oh. very soon. That's so nice. then you're, like, looking. Yeah. Then you're looking. Yeah. And you don't see them, though. It's yeah. very hard to, hey, my kids never like, ugh, the tongue is always, yeah. you can't it's hard to get, get in, in there. there. I know. And Stefan's like, I don't see them. I'm yeah. like, well, the doctor said that they were there, so that tooth is there. Yeah. Today, I could have sworn the top two have started to come through. Oh, really? Yeah. Awesome. And because we've had a week for the first time ever of like real, he woke up really crying, uh-huh. not fussing. Yeah. Really crying. Uh-huh. And I was like, I think it's these teeth. Uh-huh. I know we always say, I think it's these teeth, but uh-huh. tonight is the night I want to give him Tylenol. Like, tonight's the uh-huh. night I want to treat this. Because uh-huh. he like wouldn't go back to sleep. Like, we were both sitting up for like, an hour. <sighs> and like, it's got to be teething. Yeah, right? Right, at, at a certain point, you just go, it's got to be teething. Well, because if one's through and, yeah. the, and the guy can feel the other three pressing against it, then it, well, that's got to be what's coming out to the, make Here's the, my question, though. Right? I always thought that... I always thought that once it peaks out, yeah, that's like the relief. Like well, right, I always thought that other, what you're going. Yeah. Wait, let me just let me finish. Yeah, what, that what you want is for just to get just to get cut, right? And then once they're out, yeah, they still <laughs> have to like make their way the yeah. rest of the way out. But like the thing that causes all the pain is just getting through the gums initially. But then I've heard people mm. recently okay. saying what sounds to me like the opposite. Like I heard somebody say like, well. I just, we just, sure enough, we just noticed a tooth come in. So for the next few nights, I know it's going to be like hell. And I was like, wait a minute, what? And now I'm really, really confused. Again. What do you, what was your. I, my theory on the pain yeah. was less the tooth that had come through. I think I'm with right. you. It's cut. Right. My theory was if the guy, if the doctor felt the other ones on the other side of the gum, like right. pushing through, that he's like, like, these that's are coming. That hurt, Then right? I feel like that, yeah, I feel like that's the thing that's hurting. Yeah. So with Ellis, he's got drool. He's soaked uh-huh. all day. Long things of drool uh-huh. pouring out of the mouth. And he started. Isn't drooling more like about your digestive system, though? I thought the drooling was the teething? teeth. I always thought that drooling came with teething. I thought drooling comes with like your digestive system <laughs> we getting know everything geared. about I know. babies. <laughs> guys, guys, write this all down. <laughs> Listeners. Heads up, <laughs> and and he's everything's in the like the, the uh-huh. all the teething oh things. Yeah, and he's actually using a cold. He uses teether. them, right? He's yeah. using a cold teether. Isn't that crazy? It is crazy to me. Yeah, like cloths, anything. Our hands, he's yeah. just pulling things anything. into his mouth to chomp on. So let's talk about all the great remedies and how well they oh, work. Okay, all right. <laughs> well, we've tried the homeopathic teething tablets. Nope. Nothing. No, I never used those. I never used those. I never thought about that. My, gel, my mom's really into homeopathy. So like, but the, see, I was freaked out about the gel. Not the homeopathic gel, yeah. but the, like the numbing gel. Yeah. Because like everything you read is like, it can numb their, it can numb their yeah. gag reflex. They could choke and die. Right. And so because, I just never even used it because it terrified me. I think it's one of those things. Does it actually work? We, well, I used it with Catherine Bell mm-hmm. and I think we bought it. I used it once and then I went through that process of... I'm freaking out. Uh-huh. But I mean, again, you know, we weren't squirting it down there. I mean, we weren't like <laughs> coating her mouth. But it seems like it's so slippery in there. Oh, that, like, even if drool. you just put it on the. It's just a drool thing. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, if yeah. you just put it on the gums, it still seems like it would like just slip back there. Yeah. And, like, I 
either. I just keep pacifying them with my bosom, which is like the worst setup possible. Yeah. Um, but if it works, that's good. Yeah, I don't know. So we did, I used cool, with Catherine Bell, I used the cool cloth, the washcloth in okay. the fridge. Like in the fridge. Wet. But not freezer. Wet happy. I find freezing things terrifying. See, that's to me the terrifying thing is okay. A, I first I froze one of the teething toys. One of the uh-huh. wa- and I went crazy this time. Which water teething toy is the safest one? It's <laughs> not full of like poisons because for some reason people are making teething toys that are filled with poison. Oh my god, that's so I'm like scary. it just needs to be with water. So if, don't so ever research. Open, yeah, don't oh ever like look. That's don't even so don't upsetting. even look. Safest. Cold teething toy. (laughs) Because then you were going to go down like there's just nothing. Apparently all you can stick in your kid's mouth is wood. Just (laughs) wood. That's it. Untreated wood. Just go out, rip a stick off the wall, off the tree, stick that in your kid's mouth. That's the safest thing you can put in your kid's mouth. Are you serious? Don't do it. Don't look. It's crazy. So anyway, so I finally found one that like seemed the least nightmarish Uh and was also, I sacrificed some dangers for overnight Amazon. Uh Sure. (laughs) Of course. Sure. This one's like number five on the most dangerous list, whatever. Right. But free Um, shipping. Free shipping overnight. Two days. So so I put it in the freezer the first time and then he was having a hard time holding it. Right. It's so cold on the fingers. It is really cold on their hands. So I was like, fuck this. I'm just going to keep it in the fridge and do. On hot days, though, they don't care as much. Really? Yeah. Okay. Good to know. I'll try that. And then the washcloth, I do just cold. Uh huh. What about the on the? I remember you telling me about the uh, the washcloth trick mm-hmm. back when Simon was teething, and I can't remember. I I think I used to put it in the freezer, but you had to get it wet first. Yeah, right? you have to get it wet. You get it wet. You get one part of it wet. Like uh-huh. so, I would do like a tip of it. Uh huh. Wet, and that actually works okay because uh-huh. you're, the whole thing's not cold. That way he can right, hold so on he can to hold it. on to one end. Okay. Yeah. So I only do like a I'm tip. I'm gonna try that. Now. And then fridge or that. You know that. Like, yeah. They, they, he seems to like that. A cold spoon a metal spoon and you're not like letting them chomp on it you're just rubbing the gums with that so it's not like you get and that was a little bit older I did that once Catherine Bell was like really constantly was eating solid food so Uh she was kind of used to a spoon Uh some babies love silver like yeah. love metal Oscar spoons does. and some don't every time we're at a restaurant I'm just like here you go yeah 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> chop, 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 chop. but uh, but that way you can rub it on okay. there okay I like that yeah that's a good one okay the, uh, I never my Bigger problem. Everything else we've got is like, you know. What about the amber necklace? Did you ever do the amber necklace? Catherine Bell, not so into the, into, and I never used the amber necklace. I had the, like, it was like a ring. It was like a rubber circle on the end oh. of a string kind oh. of necklace. And oh. so all they were chewing on was the one, like, rubber oh. thing. Ellis likes that a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm getting kind of desperate and weird enough about my wardrobe that I might get one of the big teething necklaces. Cause oh, he seems for to, you to wear. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Oh, yeah, for me to wear. Yeah. No, I've thought about that, too, because Oscar tries to chew on everything that I'm yeah. wearing. But, um, uh, no, the amber necklace that you put on the baby that's supposed that to is. just be like a magic necklace. You've never heard about this? <laughs> How can you not know about this? Do you live in Los Angeles? Oh, no. Okay. It's like an, it's like, like the, just... it's like magic. It's supposed to be like magic. It's, it's, it's amber. It's supposed to be healing. Okay. And I guarantee you, listeners, there are, I know you're out there, listeners. You, you're using the amber necklace because you're at your wit's end and you, and it's cute. It's super cute. And you figure it can't hurt. Is it a choking so hazard? Uh, to no, strangulation. Like a baby in a you mean strangulation. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, you're not supposed to let your kids sleep in it, but they don't really, they don't really strangle themselves in it if they're Are just they not like grabbing wearing, it. It's like a, it's like uh, it the goes like collar. right around their neck. It's 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 like loose around their neck, uh-huh. but it's not like dangling down. It's right, just but, it fastens around their neck, but they don't really, they don't really strangle. They don't. But I mean, do they want to grab it and touch no, it? Not really. God. It's just Ellis supposed would to be just, there. like pry it from his neck and I don't shove think it down so. his they're throat. not really aware of it cuz they don't see it. Oh. Like they're not really looking at it. Interesting. It's just there. And it's cute. That's the funny what's thing about it this. What's supposed to do? It's just supposed to have like healing properties. Like store dinosaur DNA for future use. <laughs> <laughs> it is like totally a thing. Like start looking all right, when you all see right, babies right. around. Good. You will see babies wearing these necklaces. <laughs> and I don't leave my house. I don't see any other babies. There are no other babies in the world. Um, yeah, so I will admit to trying the amber necklace Ooh. with Simon when he was, I don't know, like, I don't know, nine months or something. Okay. But um, but the funny thing was, and I was kind of into it just because it was, like, cute. Yeah. But um, 
We were walking and he fell asleep, so I took it off of him or something. Uh-huh. And then I had it in my pocket and there was a hole in my pocket and it fell through and Aww. disappeared. So we only had it for two days. And then I was like, I'm not going to spend another $10 on getting a nut. Because I, I was like, I know this is bullshit. Right. I just did it because I just wanted to yeah. do Because I wanted to do a thing. I wanted to control this yes. pain my child's going through. Yeah. Uh, and again, it's not going to hurt your child, right? You know, unless they strangle themselves, right? Them, as they, you've pointed out, right? So there's the teething jewelry that you wear. Then there's that, right? There's that. that they can chew on. Is but, there any that isn't ugly? Uh, there are a couple going around. See, why I liked mine so much was it was such a simple, like, yeah. Here's this rubber ring, and it came in different colors, and uh-huh. so like, it, you know, it looks like you're wearing a medallion. You know, oh, you're like yeah. rocking out with the medallion, yeah, just long enough to lay right at the cleavage, perfect. To make, you know, like that yeah. kind of thing. Um, and here's <laughs> the problem with the jewelry is, again, Catherine Bell, and eh, not so interested. You know, I can actually, I'm the one who's kind of sticking it in her mouth. Ellis, again, bam, bam, yeah. who I've given birth to, yeah. like grabs that yeah. thing. And, I, and then he's like, ah! Like, I'm yeah. just oh. like, but now he's, choking, he's choking me. I'm like, oh, Jesus Christ, you're hurting me. Um, so the jewelry might not be okay. And the problem funny. with that is that at least with the bigger, chunkier necklaces, you yeah. can just hand it to them. Right. And it's going to chew on it. But the problem with the medallion one is yeah. that it's just like this long, loose string long that string. could kind of go down there. Big, right? Yeah. It probably isn't good. Or get like tangled up. Or get tangled. Yeah. Or, yeah, again, choking. Yeah. During the many hours that you've left them alone. Right. And right. you're not watching them. With something with like a that. a piece yeah. of rope. With, yeah, rope. <laughs> Teething rope. All right. So the first couple of months, the first, I mean, the first, like, sets of teeth are all kind of towards the front. Uh-huh. For me, it was the back ones that were hard because no one wants to choke your baby right. with a teething toy. So right. they don't make teething toys that go far that back, go far yeah. back yeah. enough. They're all like, ra- ah, yeah. you know, just like the worst. Yeah. Um, and so I think we've talked about the best teething toy we ever had, ever, mm-hmm. was a severed finger from our Halloween decoration <laughs> fake, box. Fake severed fake finger. Severed finger. <laughs> Halloween plastic rubber finger, I'm sure, uh-huh. made of toxins. Mm-hmm. I think the toxins. BPA. I think and... that just keeps it together. The BPA just keeps yeah. it together yep. and hold, like a glue. Yep. Like a toxic until, glue. Until you put a saliva yeah. on it and then it releases. Oh, yeah. Releases re- into the yes, saliva. like a magic yeah. elixir. <laughs> Much... Numbing gel? Fuck no. <laughs> Crazy. Don't know where this came from. Severed rubber finger. Absolutely. I boiled it. It was fine. I boiled it. There you go. Um, Clean. Take it care it's of. Clean. Anyway, uh, but that thing, and again, we were with her with the severed right. finger. Right, yeah. But that could reach back there. Yeah. All right. So... We've talked about chomping. Mm-hmm. We've talked about teething gel. Mm-hmm. We've talked about toxic, cool teething rings filled, gel filled, water filled, whatever <laughs> poisons. We've talked about. We've talked about all the legitimate poisonous ways to comfort mm-hmm. your child yep. while teething. Old days. Yeah. Alcohol. Whiskey. Yeah. Whiskey. Yeah. You doing it? I've never done it. Have you been tempted? Um, I think I might have with Simon, but then I kind of forgot about it until right now. So we should do that, I guess. You, what do you do? Do you just Again, give him a I shot think, or are you rubbing it on the gums? Here's what I don't get. I think you're saying give him a fill shot. A, fill the teething the ring. Cup. Fill a teething ring and make a pop. Make a pop. Make a, make a little uh, whiskey pop. A little pop. popsicle. A little popsicle I whiskey it. pop. I love it. No, I think what I don't, I think the reason I never did it is because, well, first of all, it's bad for them, supposedly. <laughs> supposedly. Um, but also, like, a little bit of whiskey rubbing that on your own gums does that seem like it would really help? like does that seem like that would really numb anything, anything? or feel good or so cocaine right we need <laughs> right we need coke <laughs> i need prescriptive yeah. baby cocaine yes for baby gum teething because my baby just sleeps too damn much <laughs> i just <laughs> that's right that's right I, babies need cocaine for teething and partying. Yeah. (laughs) And getting some shit done. All right. I think this has been a good. This is great. Very helpful. Yep. Uh, Child services will be calling us probably (laughs) shortly. Screen our calls. 
Lindsay, yeah. please. Uh, and uh, hope you guys share this show with lots, lots of new moms who need information moms. about teething. Yep, yep, yep. Basically, <laughs> it seems that the takeaway is teething starts at birth and goes until they graduate high school. Mm-hmm. You can blame everything on teething. Yep. Nothing helps. Uh, and yet everything makes you feel like you're doing something. Mm-hmm. It's a good one. Teething's a great thing to throw money at. Sure. Just do that. Do it. And uh, enjoy not sleeping for the next ever. Yep. Good. <laughs> <laughs> One Bad Mother is supported in part by the second Atlantic Ocean Comedy and Music Festival, cruising to the Bahamas July 25th through 28th. This year, we went overboard with performances from W. Kamau Bell, Karen Kilgariff, Greg Barrett, Jean Grey, Lake, John Roderick, and many, many more. Our cruise ship is gorgeous, with tons of amenities for families and activities for kids and even babies. Info and tickets are online at boatparty.biz. And there's a secret discount for One Bad Mother listeners. Enter great job at checkout. That's all one word, great job at checkout, and you'll get $50 off per person. So go to boatparty.biz now and get your tickets, and we'll see you on the boat. Hey, you know what it's time for this week's Genius and Fails. This is the part of the show where we share our genius moment of the week, as well as our failures, and feel better about ourselves by hearing yours. You can share some of your own by calling 206 350-9485. That's 206-350-9485. Genius fail time. What are you at? Well. Wow. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I saw what you did. Oh, my God. I'm paying attention. Wow. You, Mom, are a genius. Oh, my God. That's fucking genius. I took a first aid CPR class for toddlers and infants. I know. It is great. It is great. It's just like my like back of my mind thing is like, you did that now. Uh, like, I know, you couldn't I know, have I done know. that. I, I could have done in. it at some point in the last three years, but yeah. any time to do it is a good time right. to do it. I did it. It was great. Good. I know some stuff and I feel a little bit less like insane every time I'm feeding my kids. That's good. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah. So my genius was I caught myself being a jerk to another mom, Ooh. and I stopped myself. So I was like, uh, you know, just talking with a mom friend, and we were talking about kindergarten and our kids starting, and she was talking about concerns that she had about her son, and just you know, me every you're, you're starting kindergarten. Mm-hmm. Everything horrible is about to happen to your child in your mind. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Even though it's not. Yeah. But she keeps going on and on about all these worries, and I just I'm totally just dismissing them like the left. I'm like, ah, it'll be fine. Ah, you're going to be okay. They're like, oh, and shut up. Shut it's up. not a big deal. <laughs> it's fine. It's kindergarten. Yeah. We all went to kindergarten. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, all this stuff that's like kind of normal to say. Yeah. But I realized at the same time that while it is valid to say, look, we all survived. Yeah. And... You know what? A lot of your concerns are your concerns and aren't actually how he sees the world. Uh So don't just place your (laughs) concerns on your kid. Mm -hmm. Halfway through that, I was like, I just said, I just need to say I'm sorry. I've really been dismissing what you've been saying about your concerns, and they are 100% valid. And I am listening, and I don't know why. I, I don't know what I'm saying to be supportive. I realize, though, maybe coming across as totally dismissing what you're saying so go ahead and keep telling me how freaked out you are about your kid going to kindergarten you know yeah um anyway so i just felt like i felt good about catching myself yeah that's hearing great. myself do it it's so, so much, it's amazing to like that you did that in the moment because usually for me it's like you know later right. after it's over yeah yeah which i still it's still valuable to call back and be yeah. like sorry i totally yeah. did that so anyway so there's that cool there's that good job and uh, I took my toddler swimming, uh, this was a month or so ago, um, and it's always a pain trying to get him undressed and all that. And uh, it's wintertime, so we've got all coats and stuff, and I'm trying to get, I got him all undressed, and I'm trying to get myself undressed, and he keeps uh, running away from me. He's pretty fast. 
and he'd go out through the showers and then go out into the pool and I'd have to run it after him and pick him up and bring him back and you know, I'm trying to get into my swimsuit can't keep doing this and I'm getting really frustrated because I remembered that I had some bubble wrap in my bag that I'd brought home from work thinking he might like to play with it and so I pulled that out and I showed it to him and I popped it and he like freaked out terrified of it and then a little light bulb went off in my head so I put the bubble wrap on the floor uh, in the doorway uh, of to the showers and he was so afraid of the bubble wrap that he wouldn't go near it. So he stayed in the change room with me. I got finished getting changed. Uh, and then just as we were about ready to go, actually go swimming, um, a woman came in from the pool with two little kids. And I said, careful with the bubble wrap. Don't slip on it. Uh, and the kids were like, bubble wrap. And they start jumping up and down on it and popping it. Uh, and the woman's like, oh, I'm so sorry. And I'm like, no, that's fine. They can do that. It's scaring my baby even more <laughs> and keeping him here. Um, and so I left her with the bubble wrap and she was able to get uh, dressed in peace and quiet while her kids amused themselves jumping up and down on the bubble wrap. Uh, and then I went swimming and there was, uh, when we came back into the change room, she'd left the bubble wrap for me and he was still sufficiently afraid of it that it was, uh, I was able to keep him in the change room uh, while we got changed and went home. Amazing. Right? Amazing. Like, such an amazing Double story. Genius. Double genius. I, it's not even like, I don't even know if you can repeat that. It's not like, it's not like one of those no. ones. It's not like a genius moment. They're like all moms can no. go and grab. This is your no. own personal, unique genius Special moments. Yeah. Good job. Yeah. Really good job. <laughs> Failures. <laughs> Tell me all about your failures, Teresa. <laughs> You suck. Uh, we use one of those little baby Bjorn potty chairs. Yeah. Um, for Simon. Yep. <laughs> Not for ourselves. Right. Not for the adults in the house, <laughs> just for the little ones. It's your guest bathroom. Yeah. Um, and Simon's been using it a lot, and that's great and fine. Um, but sometimes he pees in there, and I just like forget to go sure. dump the pee out. I just like help him wash his hands, and he's gone, and then I'm on to the next thing, or I'm mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, I'll do it later. Um, so there was some pee in there and then like sometimes I'll have Oscar poop on there because mm. I can tell he's about to poop and it's easier if he just poops into the potty than like makes a big mess in his diaper. Sure. Um, and so I had Oscar on the potty, even though it already had like a lot of pee in it, mm. like Simon, a Simon amount of pee. Right. A three-year-old amount of pee. A lot of pee. And I was, like, sitting on the floor holding Oscar. And since Oscar is still really little, he needs, like, a lot of support to stay on the potty and, like, help getting on and off. And (laughs) I don't know why I didn't think inevitably this would happen, but, like, I just lost my balance standing up and picking him up off the potty. And so the whole thing spilled Mm. on me, like, Mm. all over me, like, on my jeans, like, all over me. And it was completely disgusting. Yeah, that's pretty disgusting. So, I don't know. There's something about, like... A like cold pee of a three year old that's been sitting there. I'm gonna. That's throw totally up. different. Sorry. <laughs> no, I just thought in hindsight no. it was funny because like Oscar's pee gets on me occasionally. Yeah, it's like, like it's little... not a big deal. Like here and there, there's nothing in it. I know. It was just whatever. That's awful. And don't think that I just felt bad think, about myself. Don't think we're gonna avoid ever talking about this whole. You're trying to train them to. The baby Getting to Oscar, go ahead yeah, the Oscar. We're gonna come back to that. Oh, good. Yeah. Oh, good. Uh, my fail. He's very advanced. I know he's gone. Fucking genius. <laughs> my <laughs> genius. My uh, my fail was I can't even remember why I pulled. Oh, he had his shots. He had six oh, month yeah. shots, mm-hmm. and so I. A million years ago, made for Catherine Bell a boo-boo bunny, which is just like a little mm-hmm. bunny-shaped thing filled with rice. And I keep it in the freezer, and you put boo-boo bunny on Aww, her. It's very sweet. That's adorable. It is adorable. Best mother ever. I want one for myself. All right. I will make you a boo-boo bunny. Yeah, look for the one bad mother Etsy boo-boo bunny shop. <laughs> anyway, so filled with rice. I pulled it out of the freezer and put it on his little legs where uh-huh. the little shots were. I was like, oh, how sweet. Yeah. And what did we just talk about? Uh, TVing and shoving yeah. shit in your mouth. Yeah. So he like puts it in his mouth. I'm like, genius, oh. aren't, isn't that good? And then I see him go like, and I'm like, that is 
signifying that he's chewing on something. Yeah. Like only like a grain of rice had okay. like shot out. Yeah, his mouth wasn't full of the fucking okay. rice. Like because I'm standing there, right, as we right, just right. said, I was like, yeah, that's probably coming apart at the seam yeah. a little bit with your chewing. Yeah. And anyway, so he, God knows how old that, that rice is like four years old. Yeah. Some old rice. Yeah. Anyway, so he's got some solid rice down in there floating around. But I was just right. like, I'm like literally pulling out going, there's my fail. Yeah. Should never have given a baby a sack of rice. To chew on. To chew on. Yeah. Idiot. This was a genius moment that turned into a fail. I've been trying this new thing of just trying to dress nicely for myself <laughs> so I can feel good. If I feel good, you know, yay, it'll be awesome. Um, I have a lovely 13-month-old, and our powder room is right in the kitchen area, and she loves the powder room. Um, so my biggest joy in life right now is just to be able to go to the bathroom by myself. Uh, yeah, so here we go. The, the wonderful, awesome moment is when I have this shirt that is buttoned down and has like a little tie strap that goes around the front. I didn't have it tied, no big deal. I'm just going to go pee real quick, no big deal. And then I hear her, She's going. she sees that the powder room door is open, so she is coming and running towards me while running, crawling really fast anyway. And then I realized, wah, wah, the strings that were supposed to keep the shirt closed that I didn't tie, definitely in the toilet, <laughs> definitely just peed oh. on my own shirt. Oh. Yeah. Awesome. That's about it. All right. Bye. Well, that's what you get for trying to feel good about yourself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's life reminding you. Yes, I guess. Stay disgusted. If, you, if it can't get peed on, don't wear it. That's right. <laughs> One bad mother's new motto. If it can't get peed on, don't wear it. You are the greatest mom I've ever known. I love you. I love you. When I have a problem, I call you. Teresa, yes, let's call a mom. Great. This week, we are calling singer-songwriter Ellen Harper, mother of musician Ben Harper, uh, who she collaborated with on their new album, Childhood Home. Thank you for joining us, Ellen. Uh, Thank you so much for having me on here. (laughs) We're very excited. Before we get to the album, I think I'd like to know, we'd all like to know a little bit about your history as a musician and as a mom and possibly how the latter sort of affected your life as a musician? Okay. Uh, are you ready for a long answer? I, mean, yeah, I love it, yes. <laughs> yes. Um, yes. Well, I learned, I literally learned music at my mother's knee. She played banjo, she played guitar, she sang, she taught folk music and instruments, she organized hootenannies and concerts <laughs> and, and lessons and all kinds of things from the time I was born. So, um, I was around folk music all my life, and she was part of the East Coast folk music movement from the 40s and 50s, and um, which is also very political, which I'm sure you know. But mm-hmm. um, but uh, so I grew up hearing hearing this music and going to concerts and seeing people that were or became famous, and kind of just took it in stride because that's what our family did. And then we moved west, and. Um, uh, my parents, Dorothy and Charles Chase, started a music store where I was obliged to work every day after junior high school. <laughs> and although I played more than I worked, I have to say. <laughs> and um, so I, I grew up in that musical environment. It was acoustic music. It was music from all around the, all over the the planet, really. And I, they were into what's now called world music before it even had a name. And... Um, so and I also I uh, went I got married fairly young in early twenties and had kids and so my and my kids were raised in that same environment. I always was playing music in the house. I taught guitar. I taught uh, some banjo and played in um, different bands and groups. And because I was a single mom, the kids were pretty much with me most of the time. 
and kind of, and absorbed. They were like little sponges, <laughs> you, you know, absorbing the music and the sounds. So, um, did you want to stop me and ask? Well, any more I actually questions? have a did I have I... a question actually right away. Listening, listening yeah. to your story, and that is. Teresa and I both have kids, uh, both still pretty young. Uh, Teresa's are six, seven months and two years old, are almost three. Mine's, uh, my oldest is fi- almost five. My youngest is six months. And I pull out the guitar and I start, see, I sing around my kids all the time. I start doing this and all, all my four-year-old does from the moment she could start talking, Mama, stop singing. Stop <laughs> singing, Mama. I have Mama, to tell you. I only want to sing. I only want to do this. You know, and so like, or play it this way. Rah, 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 rah. And I have this vision mm-hmm. of, of the life that you just described. Mm-hmm. Of just yeah, like I did singing. paint it a little rosy. Oh, right. I was going to say, like, how do you... Well, here's the thing. <laughs> when my mother would be sitting down, focusing on her music and playing her banjo, I'd come over with my grubby little hand when I was a little child and just... Stop all the string, you know, put it right across mm-hmm. the strings. Uh-huh. I know that one. Yep. Stop it. Everything. Uh, it's me. Focus on me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And my kids did the same to me. But, you know, over time, I mean, so, you know, you, especially as a single mom, you, yeah. know, you have to have a, a little bit of a boundary so, or else you have, and I had three boys I was raising on my own. So I had to be like, nope, mom's time to play music. So they, they did have to listen. <laughs> yeah, eventually they figured it out. If they want mom time, they got to be sitting with you. And if, if they don't want to, they got to go somewhere else. But Yeah, um, yeah, because I was just like, God, that sounds just magical. <laughs> please, please give me whatever you gave your kids to make that magic happen. I think part of what I gave them is this is just the way it's going to be. Right. Folks. Yeah. Right. That's exactly. That's they exactly. caught on. Yeah. Um, well, was there, was there ever a time, I mean, did you have, I, one of the things I think that we talk about a lot on the show is just you have kids like there's your life and then there's your life after you have kids. Right. And it is and even under the best of circumstances and with the best of intentions, uh, you change and your journey changes and, and shifts uh, sometimes great. <laughs> a lot of times it's kind of painful. It's very hard. Was there a time with your music, which was clearly a passion for you, that you thought you might lose connection with your music or, you know, did you have visions of, of having a music career uh, before kids? I mean, I don't know. It... Oh, well, let, let me see if I've got that. My dogs, unfortunately, started barking. Oh, but, okay. um, um Well, first of all, did you say something about your kids grow out of your life? <laughs> <laughs> no, but please tell me that never happens. No, no, no. no, no all, the, um... all they do is give you grandchildren, which you then worry about instead, you know, instead of worrying about your kids. No, I was just thinking more about, uh, you know, sort of your balance, the journey you had to take uh, well, to, like, you know, what was your vision of your musical life before kids and, and how did well, that change with kids? And, it, and did you deal with that? My vision for my musical life... I, you know, I took my guitar away to college and I played a little bit around in, uh, you know, little clubs and in my dorm room and played. But, you know, when I left college and went home, I played and played with friends. But I, in a way, it was so much a part of just my growing up in my life that I didn't really think about it as a career other than just where it was going in my world at the time. And um, and I also thought of myself as a teacher. I'd been teaching guitar since I was very young. And, um, you know, but I always did get up and play here and there. Uh, and then, you know, with kids, I I did get back into playing music, and I got had some, you know, possibilities of bigger things crop up. But I guess I, I, guess I could put it like this. You know, I, I chose the path of least regret, which was creating a, the most stable environment I could for my kids which didn't really include going on the road playing music or moving to Vegas or some other, you know, right place. And, and I, you know, I think it was the right decision for me, especially. It might not be the right decision for all moms or dads. Right. And, um, you know, so they were, you know, they had a stable home. They had the same, their school, their grandparents or cousins or aunts and everything around them, which gave them the kind of the stability to go ahead and be their own artistic selves. Well, did they? Well, all right. Well, let's let's transition to the album now. So it's yeah. you know, kids are grown. 
And who who's who came up with the idea for this album? You or Ben, or was it something that you both kind of came up with at the same time? How did the album come about? Well, it came about, about it was 17 years ago, in fact. Uh, Danny Clinch, who is a, a photographer and now videographer, was doing his first uh, video, a music video. And um, he approached Ben, and one of the thoughts they had was, hey, let's get your mom, you know, your mom's a musician, let's get you and her doing a song together. So I got a call one morning saying, uh, hey, you know, mom, um, <laughs> pick out a song because I'm coming out with the film crew and we're going to do a song together. <laughs> I said, well, great. When are you, when are you going to be here? And he said, oh, let's see. We're on our way. It'll be about an hour and a half. <laughs> Surprise. <laughs> Surprise. <laughs> so I did. I found a song and we recorded it. And we looked at each other. I mean, it just worked very well. I mean, we both have a really similar musical background. Um, and, and Ben said, hey, we should do an album. And I said, gosh, what a great idea. And he went off, you know, on his career. And I was, you know, a professor. And we kind of went our own ways. I, you know, he'd invite me up on stage once in a while. I'd do a song with him. But, you know, but we've always talked about it. And I had some songs set aside. And he... Over time, had songs set aside, and somehow, just the time was right. You know, we had had a moment, and we had the music, and the and he called me up um, this summer and said, "Hey, let's do it." And I said, "Yep, I'm ready." Did you did you find out? Here's a, this is just a totally random question that maybe I'm the only person who hey, go ahead. thinks this way, but <laughs> but like when you approach the album, was it? hard to separate yourself approaching it as his mom, like the mom role versus the musician artist role. Like, I mean, you know, like I, I joke all the time. I can barely let my five-year-old, I'm like, no, this is the best way to do this. I've been doing it for 40 years. I guarantee you this is the best way to, you know, color with your crayon. Like whatever, that, that I have to pull myself away from all the time. But here's this thing that you're so passionate about music and you're so passionate about your son and they're just natural things we do as mothers. Yeah, it's, like, really, I mean, it's a good question. <laughs> I... Um, I mean, there is that. There is the thing, you know, and I, I w- and I thought, you know, how is this going to work? Yeah. You know, I mean, he's, he's a professional and I recognize him as a professional musician, but, you know, we're going into the studio, right? <laughs> and, um, so, so I really just wasn't sure what to expect. And as it turns out, I think he was more unsure about what to expect <laughs> than I was. I mean, <laughs> Because you know, I, in his life, I was I was this I'm the or was is am the authority figure. Right. So he okay, mom's coming in, but he's the producer of this album, right? So it, it was this. But I walked in the studio. He was sitting at the piano playing away at this song I'd never heard before, and he said, "Hey, mom, come on over." And I sat down on the bench and um, just started singing a harmony. And we worked on it for, I don't know, half an hour or so, and then just went in the booth and recorded it. And after that, I think we both felt like, yes, there is this mom and kid thing that we're sort of working through, but we can set it aside and play and do the music. That is incredible. That's amazing. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's incredible. I mean, it's incredible for the two of us because what it means... And I've spent some time dissecting this, by the way. I'm sure. <laughs> um, it means that, and, and I think what really was the biggest honor for me is that he recognized his mom, who, you know, kids kind of take you for granted right. for a lot of years, recognized, you know, me as like a, a, a person in my own right, you know, a what would you say, self-realized adults? Yes, that's like know, one of the hardest things. And stuff. That's like a hard thing for everybody to do with their parents. It is it's a true. very hard thing to do, as we know, because we've had, you know, with our own parents. Yeah. And um, and I have to say, I think that's just one of the most remarkable things to happen. And I, you know, recognized him as who he is as an adult man, musician, and son. But... But somehow we were able to, not that there weren't moments where we were both kind of, you know, <laughs> feeling a little teared up. And, but, um, you know, it was, it was like having a conversation with an adult. That's who you shared a lot in common it's with. It's just fascinating. Well, the songs, a lot of this, the songs are incredibly personal and they, they both take on sort of your different 
perspectives coming to this to this album. Huh. I, I mean, were there moments where you're in there recording for the first time and like he's singing very personally about what it was like growing up in the environment that you made or you're singing about what it was like from the perspective of, of being a single mom that you just kind of stopped and looked at each other and were like, Sorry. <laughs> Sorry about that. If I didn't realize you felt that way. I mean, I, I... <laughs> well, we've had a few of those conversations. When, you know, when your kids grow up, they come back and tell you everything they did that you did wrong. I, right. I know, if everyone's had the joy of experiencing that <laughs> with their adult kids, but but it's sort of a way of learning how to ultimately be friends with your kids because you know you're kind of your parent. Probably not their friend. You know what I mean? Well, right, right. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, and that's what I mean. Like that, by it was a conversation, you know, between you know, musical conversation, and um, yeah, you know, we learned a lot about each other. And uh, of course, I, and again, as a parent of a grown kids, I I say I'm sorry a lot. <laughs> <laughs> <I don't, laughs> it's, it's a safe way to start a conversation. <laughs> <laughs> well, do you have do you have a favorite song from the album? Uh, you know, it, it varies a lot. Right yeah. now, I'm kind of leaning towards "Learn It All Again Tomorrow." Oh yeah, uh, and I and I can tell you why. Actually, if you want to, I'd love to love to know. Okay. Yeah, um, well, he sang it, and and I know you know it's not necessarily what he wrote the song about at all. I happen to know, but to me, what it meant was, you know, when you're raising kids and your kids go through certain stages, whether it's, you know, sleeping at night or introducing solids or whatever you're doing, and you think, you know, you don't know what you're doing, especially if it's your first kid, and then you think, yeah, I've got this, you know, I've got the schedule down, the food schedule, and then the kid sort of grows out of that and into the next stage, and you don't know anything, and you have to learn it all, all again tomorrow. And so that's sort of what I, you know, that song said to me when I heard it. That's which is sadly one of the hardest truths of parenting. <laughs> Have you noticed that with your yeah, kids? Yeah, it's it's kind of the worst. It's kind of mm-hmm. not the best thing. You're never there. No, You're never there. No, <laughs> ever. Yeah. Well, well, Ellen, I just want you to know we appreciate it so much. You coming on the album is just it's really fantastic. It's a wonderful album. And it's very touching, and I thank you so much. Well, thank you so much. It's a pleasure talking with you. All right. Thank you again, and we'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye. What I've got, I don't want. All it does is a hover and tongue. Reminding me what I used to be, what I may never be again. Turns out what I'm good at doing is making something out of the ruin. Of all this wasted space. That can never be replaced Learn it all again tomorrow Learn it all again tomorrow You're a classy character with excellent taste, so you already know about Earwolf and all the great programming they have. You know that you can catch comedy giants like Michael Ian Black and Michael Showalter tackling mankind's most difficult questions on topics. You know that Earwolf made podcast pioneer Jimmy Pardo's show Never Not Funny free to the public. You most certainly know that shows like Comedy Bang Bang, How Did This Get Made, and Professor Blastoff feature comedians Scott Ackerman, Paul Scheer, Jason Mantzoukas, and Tig Notaro, among others. But did you know that Earwolf.com is the place to listen to the shows, get super cool merch, and sign up for the exclusive newsletter? Well, now you do. So no more dilly-dallying. Over to Earwolf.com you go. Now! That was the sweetest that mama ever. Sweet. That yeah. was, oh, I just am like, I, I just admire that so much. Yeah. Like, and how, like, many layers yeah. emotionally I know. went into that for both of them. Yeah, it's so funny. I never once thought about 
the perspective of Ben Harper. Right. I know. <laughs> I, I know. only thought about it from the mom perspective, yeah. but like that's got to be really aw- like hard and weird and awkward. And, yeah. and now, what do you do? You learned music from your mother, and now she's coming into recording. You got to be like. An album that you're producing? Yeah. 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 Well, no, mom, could you please do that uh, different? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so stressful. Yeah, but I, good job, Mom. Oh, my God. Good job. Yeah, good job, ben. Ellen, and good job, yeah. Ben. Good job. Yeah, good job. Yeah, it's awesome. Way to kill it. <laughs> Excellent. Oh. Speaking of raw, brutal honesty and confronting things that you may or may not want to confront, let's listen to a mom have a breakdown. Hi. I am calling because I just was putting my son to bed, and it was all going well. He's one years old, but he requires a lot of effort to be put to sleep. He requires bouncing on the exercise ball to fall asleep. It takes about 10 minutes, (laughs) and I know I'm an idiot forever. I've started this routine, but it's what he's used to, and it's what we have to do. I'm in there, and bouncing, it's quiet. We have the sound machine on. Uh, it's my husband's night off. Uh, we have this deal where he gets one night off a week where he plays his games in the basement. <laughs> so I'm up there doing it alone. And then what do I hear at the door? But my cat scratching at the door and meowing and scratching and meowing and scratching. And I'm trying to put my baby to sleep, but he's getting all calm. And then there's scratching and there's meowing at the door. And I'm just, oh, I'm so mad. And I text my husband come get the cat from the door and he's not answering his text so I get on Facebook on my phone and I to my husband I'm like come get the cat from the door and he doesn't come and he doesn't get the cat and the cat is just scratching and meowing at the door well I know my son is not asleep yet but he's sort of out of it so I put him in his crib and I open up the door and I chase my cat chase the fucking cat away from the door I want to chase him into the bathroom and lock him in the bathroom but he doesn't run into the bathroom he runs into the kitchen and he's running into the kitchen and into the dining room and then I'm chasing this fucking cat and he runs down the stairs where my husband is and I shut the door so hard I slam it and I hear my husband like what the fuck is going on and I run back into the bedroom where my son is now crying in his crib and I pick him up and I start bouncing him again and I hear my husband making all of this noise from the basement wondering what's going on and finally I get my son to sleep my husband is no longer yelling in the basement and I go downstairs to talk to my husband and he's like honey you broke the door when you slammed it it slammed all the way <laughs> into the door jam and it was stuck and I couldn't get it open and I thought for sure that the cat had sliced our son's jugular and that's why you were so mad and why you slammed the door so hard. But no, I was just really mad at my cat for interrupting our bedtime routine and I don't know why he was interrupting our bedtime routine because he could have gone and bothered my husband in the basement but he didn't. He had to bother me and my son. And I hate that cat sometimes. <laughs> oh my god! Okay, that two things. Yeah. That immediately. I, one is the bouncing. Eh, I gotta walk my kid like sometimes for fucking hours. Whatever. It's what you committed to. It's fine. Whatever gets your kid to sleep. Who cares? So that's fine. But it's the rage of the, the something rage. starts to something interrupt happens. it. Yeah. And it, it just spirals. Yeah. And it's like, ah. Oh. I'm like really so- sorry, ashamed to say I'm actually kind of gratified because this is like something that happens to me. Yeah. With, not the same exact thing, but like where I have to be dealing with the kids and the dogs create this same sense of rage and I'll find myself like just shutting the door to the nursery (laughs) and then running out of my dogs and being like shut the fuck up shut the fuck up like just like so angry at them and then sneak back in oh good he's angelically sleeping and it's just like this it's a madhouse it is it is a madhouse everybody we live in madhouses yes lucky us (laughs) well hang in there mom yeah. You're doing a good job. Yeah. You really are. You are. You are doing great. Mm-hmm. What did we learn today? Teething. Uh-huh. Myth. Yeah. Families. Everything makes a family. Mm-hmm. Participate Har- in preschool raffles. You might win. Participate in preschool. Never leave before the raffle's over. That's right. <laughs> 
Uh, and connect with your child. Yeah. Connect with your parents. And your parents, yeah. Remember, parents are people too. <laughs> they had lives before you. And your children don't ever. <laughs> they will always be your children. They will always be your baby girl or your baby boy until they die. Mm-hmm. Forever. Mm-hmm. Forever. <laughs> no, seriously. Everybody's doing a really good job. You know, you're going to survive the teething if you're in the middle of teething. Mm-hmm. If you've already surpassed teething, just hang on to it as a good thing to blame when your kid's being a jerk. Yeah. Wait, wouldn't it happen again once they lose their baby teeth and get their But they're just coming into an empty hole, isn't it? Yeah, so does that not hurt? I don't think so. Getting teeth the second time? I don't remember it hurting the second time. I don't remember it hurting. It just seems just... like it would be the same thing. But I guess since it's already There's kind already of There's already like a hole, right? It's just okay. filling in the hole. Okay. Science, guys. Right. Science Thanks of for Science that. of motherhood. You're <laughs> all welcome. Do you think we should recategorize our podcast as a science <laughs> podcast instead of a comedy <laughs> podcast? Yes. <laughs> Everyone, you're doing a great job. Teresa, yes, you are doing a good job. Thank you. So are you. Thank you. And Stefan, you are doing a good job, despite that whole four people make a family thing. Bye. Bye. I got to low down mama blues. I got to low down mama blues. Got to low down mama blues. Low down mama blues. We'd like to thank Max Fun, Lindsay Pavlis, our engineer, our husbands, Stefan Lawrence and Jesse Thorne, our perfect children who provide us with inspiration to say all these horrible things, and of course, you, our listeners. To find out more about the songs you heard on today's podcast and more about the show, please go to MaximumFun.org. One Bad Mother is a member of the Maximum Fun family of podcasts. To support the show, visit MaximumFun.org and click on Donate. Do you have a genius or fail moment you'd like to share on the show? Then leave us a message at 206-350-9485. Full-on rage-induced rants are also welcome. Well, Daddy, baby, bustin' by, got low-down mama blues. Oh, said Daddy, baby, bustin' by, MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.